Welcome to episode 29 of the Lovecraft Tapes. Again. An actual play, Call of Cthulhu, 7th edition RPG podcast using Roll20.net. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore. Your investigators of the unknown are Matt as Dan Williams. Deja vu. Gabe is Roy Arroyo. Sorry for that I got the sniffles. One of my kids is a sick at any given time, which means I'm always sick. And Brian is Samantha Blaine. I told you not to mention where I worked in college, okay? I needed the money. All right. How's everybody doing tonight? What are we eating and drinking? Souls. Boomstick brew. Professor Botanicus. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yes, the last bottle. Uh, speaking of sweet Jesus, I am drinking uh, Dark Horse's Raspberry Ale. And Dark Horse also, of course, uh, makes a beer called Scary Jesus Rockstar. They also make, like, Hellboy and other good comics. That's right, an alien. The, I love their alien series. And Predator vs. Batman. I'm rich. Who's rich? Who's rich? Richie Rich, you know. Oh, he's really poor, right? Yeah. All right, uh, we do need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Are you looking for clowns that tie balloon animals? Clowns that juggle fake knives? Or clowns that shoot guns filled with paper flowers at birthday parties for toddlers? Then please do not call us, because we're Rent-A-Clown, and we don't truck in that old-fashioned horseshit. In these modern times, the general public wants a different breed of entertainment, and we're here to give it to them. Do you need a big-shoot stranger holding a handful of dead roses on the outskirts of the town cemetery? We've got that! Are you in the market for a rainbow fro-wearing mime peeking through your neighbor's windows at midnight? That's our specialty! And for the next week, we're running a two-for-one special with twin clowns. You can strategically place at both the front and back doors of your ex's apartment, so they'll believe this comical intruder is actually bending time and space in order to terrify them. Each Rent-A-Clown clown comes with a money-back guarantee. If they fail to give your recipient a minor coronary, you'll get 50% of your initial payment back in foil-covered chocolate coins. Be sure to book your clown well in advance of Halloween, our busiest time of the year. Rent-A-Clown. You'll die laughing. And we're back. Deja vu. We have to run commercials for deja vu. What can I say? Yeah, but did you have to use my likeness again? Yes. Brand recognition, honey. That's a good place. The Vu, sponsor us downtown Yipsy. Well, they had to, because that's how you get your money in college, Samantha. Does everybody know about this? They do now. It's a commercial. Okay, so we're going to start tonight with a segment we call Cthulhu Rules, and we're going to talk about training tonight. On page 98 of the Keeper's Rulebook, it is an optional rule that allows a keeper and the investigators to actually improve their skill set between scenarios. And in this case, I think it is very useful for you guys. If you wanted to, between scenarios, you can spend up to four months studying a particular single skill. This skill can be already known, or it could be a brand new one that you don't know. Samantha, for instance, what's a skill that you don't know currently, but maybe in the past couple scenarios you would have found useful. Cooking. (laughs) Cooking would probably be the, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Probably Cthulhu Mythos would be a good one. That's one particular thing you cannot study. I wonder why I brought that up then. Can she spend four months studying credit rating to make more money? (laughs) (laughs) History would probably be a good one. We seem to go to the library a lot, so having the prior knowledge to what I'm looking for would help. 
us men go to the library a lot? I'm at home trying to cook. That is a good uh, point because history is uh, one of those things that come into play without the need sometimes to go to the library, which is kind of right. Good. So if if you wanted to increase that at the end of four months spent studying it, you would roll one d hundred, and if the result is over your current skill level, you can roll d ten and increase the skill by that many points. If the result is equal to or less than your current skill level, no more knowledge is gained, and essentially you've spent four months studying for no particular reason. Like in high school, when I was in high school, basically. (laughs) Dan's going to spend four months at the library studying how to use the library. I went in there last week asking where the self-help section was, and the librarian said she wouldn't tell me because that would kind of defeat the purpose. All right, so are there any questions about that? And are you guys comfortable with us adopting that particular rule? Yeah, I think it's great. I didn't listen either time, so can you repeat it four or five more times? (laughs) Maybe we will have the opportunity. Let's wait and see what the night brings. So I have already added this magically to the uh, development phase handout. After the scenario is done and you are presumably still alive, uh, we can implement this particular thing. You never know what lurks behind the shadow. A very poorly suspended piano, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's continue along. We're going to catch up with the current scenario. Previously on the Lovecraft tapes. Dan discovers the mysterious thumping is the dead body of a robin still clutching a branch outside the study window. Samantha is a little worried about being unable to reach Dan by phone, so she breaks off her coffee date with Chris, promising to meet for dinner tomorrow night. Roy spies someone watching him from a darkened alleyway. Instead of giving chase, he attempts to discover the identity of the stranger by reviewing surveillance footage from the local pharmacy, but is ultimately unsuccessful. Dan and Samantha trade notes on freaky happenings with the weird book, then decide to meet up for dinner and a night away from Blaine Manor. Meanwhile, Roy heads home to spend quality time with his family. The next morning, Samantha gets a call from Caitlin, who reports her husband and kids are suddenly missing. Dan awakens to discover a bottle of ketamine chloride in the hotel room medicine cabinet. Roy rises early to find Raymond up already. His eldest son asks him to listen to a book report on my life. And now we continue episode 29. It is early Monday morning. Roy... You're standing in your kitchen with a cup of coffee raised halfway to your lips, already thinking about what you learned about George Portman. Is he still alive? Still in prison? You've got some digging to do. Raymond looks up at you expectantly and asks you to listen to his book report about my life. All right, Raymond. I'll listen to it, but if there's a bad word about me and that, it's going to be a problem. Oh, okay, Dad. Uh, okay, uh, I'll read it. Um, House of Leaves by Mark Z. Danielewski. What? What? It's, it's my book report. You said it was my life. Uh, no, I didn't. No, this is the book I read. What did you think I meant when I said is if there's a bad word about me? Oh, I don't know. I, there's nothing in here about you, Dad. I, I swear. Okay, tell me the book report. You want me to keep reading it? Yeah, I'll listen. Okay. House of Leaves is a very scary book. It's about a guy who goes into a house, but there's a family missing, and he's behind the walls, and there's lots of scary things, something creepy, and the house keeps moving. It's very creepy, but there's a great sex scene in a, a convertible. So I really like it. How'd you, was that good, Dad? Are you going to be an English major, son? Uh, God, I hope so, yeah. Because you better be. 
with those chaps. I got held back one grade, but uh, you know, I'm hoping that this book report puts me over the edge and I'll get some scholarships. I definitely think that this book report, they'll just give you full rides everywhere with this. Thanks, Dad. I appreciate it, man. A- any other uh, suggestions? I can take criticism. Maybe add some stuff about me, then? I mean, I'm a pretty great guy. I'll, I'll say that you uh, you recommended it to me. All right. Or you inspired me to to uh, uh, read it because uh, there is a detective in here. It's like a detective story, and you're kind of like a detective, so... Kind of? Is that what you think of me? No, no, exactly, Dad. I mean, I got, exactly. I hope I can be in the FBI someday. I thought you wanted to be an English major. Well, yeah, but, uh, you know, they probably need English majors in the FBI, right? Oh, yeah. Our mail room is pretty good. Thanks, Dad. I appreciate the pat on the back. I appreciate that. All right. Get to school, kiddo. All right. Thanks. I gotta go. Bye. Bye. And Roy, the rest of the family slowly rises, and a few kids come down and grab cereal, and Greta comes down and sort of gives you a sidelong look. Oh, are you looking at me because your name doesn't start with an R? Pours herself a cup of coffee and pats one of the kids on the head. Uh, asks if you want any breakfast. Yeah. But you know what I always tell you, Greta? What's that, hon? No one likes a parent that plays favorites. Really? I'm I'm the one playing favorites around here? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Go pat every other kid on the head right now. She starts with you and then proceeds and pats all the other kids, too. That's how this morning's gonna be, huh? Would you like an egg, hon? Sure. Over easy? Yeah. I know that's how you like it. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe that's why we have 11 kids. And she delivers up a perfectly cooked over easy egg. And I throw it and the plate at the wall. (laughs) (laughs) So the uh, rest of the kids uh, head off to school and uh, Greta goes upstairs to uh, get dressed. Uh, What would you like to do with your day, sir? This is Monday morning. I will call up Dan and talk about the way that my son is a liar and said that the book report was my life, but... It, then it wasn't. All right, we'll cut the scene there with you uh, dialing Dan. We'll pick up with Dan. This week on Dial D for Dan. Put the D in your mouth. <laughs> oh. You're standing in the hotel bathroom, toweling off and wondering if you can get someone to cover your shift at the university tonight. Emily Schumacher's blog still bothers you. Whatever became of her? She might have some clues to the strange book, but you'll have to do some sleuthing to find her. When the small bottle of ketamine chloride falls from the medicine cabinet into the sink, you're perplexed. How in the hell did that get in here? You squint at the label. It appears to have been prescribed to S. Blaine and fulfilled by the local pharmacy. I'm going to take a quick second look and spin the bottle to see if I can't find the name of the prescribing doctor. As he spins the bottle, he starts making out with himself. It doesn't have the prescribing doctor. It just simply has the address uh, and logo of the local pharmacy. And what is the uh, the address and the logo? Is that... It's the same one that Roy visited last night to look at their surveillance footage. When was she... Was she? Chi-chi? Uh, this is not the way I wanted to start my day. I'm going to set the bottle down on the counter, and then I'm going to finish toweling off and I'm going to get dressed and then take the bottle and slip it into one of my pockets. And then I'm going to head down to the the hotel lobby to see if Sam is back with the coffee yet. Samantha, you're standing in line to get coffee and bagels. In your head, you're already planning on what to say to Phyllis at Arkham Independent Realty at 9 a.m. You might have to do some fibbing to gather more information about the estate sale. When Caitlin Davies calls and tells you about Ryan disappearing with her children, you're haunted by the sobbing from the other end. Is that a ghost? <laughs> Sam, I, I just didn't know who else to call. What's happened? 
Start from the beginning. It was a cold December night, and she was charging through. <laughs> Mother Mary went to a manger. No. Uh, <laughs> pull yourself together, lady. Tell me what happened. Okay. Well, we, we, we bailed out Ryan last night from the jail. Right. And got him home. He, he seemed normal. He, he We had dinner, and uh, and we went to bed. I Everything seemed to be back to normal, and we had talked about, you know, he was assuring me that he had nothing to do with any of that, and it seemed like his old self, and I started to feel much much better and 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 we we even you know cuddled a little bit okay it it felt just like before all this began we we talked about picking up the kids later this afternoon uh, from my folks place and bringing them home and then we would uh confer with a lawyer and uh try to try to see if we can get the charges dropped okay so what happened well i woke up this morning and he was gone i thought he might have been downstairs making breakfast or something, and but there what was do you no, mean gone? I mean he was he was he was gone from the bed, and I went downstairs, and I thought maybe he was in the basement. He wasn't there. I thought maybe he went looking for his book, okay. but it, nothing. And and I looked out, and the and the and the van was gone. So I tried calling his cell phone. I got no answer, nothing but his voicemail. And so I got a little bit worried. I called my folks, and they said that he had just left with the kids. He had gone and picked up the kids, okay, from their house. Was he, was he picking up the kids maybe just to surprise you so you wouldn't have to do that in the afternoon? I, I thought that, but why wouldn't he answer his phone? It's just very weird, and, and it's, it, you know, well, I, I had to report it to the police. Okay. Because he's out on bail, and if he, right. if for any reason he skipped, I mean, he, he actually left town to go pick up the kids. Right. He's not supposed to leave town. Right. What did the police say? Well, they want me to come down for questioning. I've got to go in and spend some time with them, and okay. and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll know more later, but I just... I didn't know who else to call. Well, I, you know what? I have an appointment this morning at 9. It's not going to take long. Okay. I will call and see if you're home. If you're not home, Dan and I will swing by and, and see if you're at the police station, and we'll, we'll be there for you, okay? Okay. You just answer any question they have and tell them the truth. I, I Oh, thank you. Thank you, Sam. I really appreciate it. I don't. I just didn't know what else to do. But I'm, I'm sure it's going to be okay. I, I Thank you so much. You're welcome. Call if anything else comes up or if you hear anything else, okay? Okay, I'll let you know. Thank you. I've got to go. All right, bye-bye. As you hang up from the phone call, you see Dan wander into the lobby. Oh, my God. Put pants on, you son of a bitch. I thought it was a little breezy today. (sighs) Just because you towel off and you're dry doesn't mean you have to air it out. It feels better when I do, okay? That's why we're engaged still. Dan, your phone rings. It's Roy. Hello? (laughs) Dan? Yeah, yeah, what's up, Roy? Oh, hi. Maybe I was hoping for the voicemail a bit, but hi, how's it going? <laughs> um, pretty good. Um, waiting for Sam to show up with coffee. Uh, that's fair. She's pretty lazy. So, we should meet up. Some pretty stranger-than-usual things have been happening in this household. Wow, yeah, not just me, then. I had some pretty weird stuff happen this morning when I was woke up as well. Wow, that's... What a coincidence. I mean, it's not like literally everything that has happened over the past few weeks has been weird. Yes, but this weird was a little more personal than I was hoping. Streaking's not a good thing to do in public anymore. I used to, but then they got those security cameras downtown and... That just means that everyone will see it. Zoom in. Enhance. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, alright. Do you want to tell me your weird thing now? So I can come up with some good retorts by the time we meet? Or do you want to meet and then talk or whatever? 
whatever it is we do. I think we should go over everything once all three of us are together in one location. That way we don't have to run in circles repeating ourselves. Okay. I guess three is fine. Thought it could be just the two of us. Just the two of us. Uh, Sam has made an appointment at that uh, real estate place to uh, to try and squeeze some more information out about that re- about the uh, the estate sale. Uh, what, nine o'clock, I think she said. So why don't we meet there at the um, Arkham Independent Real Estate place, nine o'clock, and we can all exchange information on any weird things that may have Who been Who are you talking on. to? Shut up, Mom. on the phone. I could say that I used to intern there. Would it be a lie and that's stupid? So we should just, <laughs> yeah, just go. Okay. I, I agree with that. Real estate's a, a hobby of mine. See a lot of good screen doors when you're looking at all types of houses. So you're telling me you go on house tours just to look at people's screen doors? Are you telling me you don't? I think you're the weirdo in this situation. Well, Sorry. I can name at least one other person that does that. Is it Bugsy? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I can name another one. Is it Petunia? You know, like Jimbo Chetworth from the market? You mean the guy who drives around with the giant Confederate flag plastered on the back of his pickup truck? Yes. Yeah, he does it. Come right for us. He still thinks Obama's trying to take his guns even though he's not president anymore. You know what? You know what? what? Jimbo's a nice guy. Sure. He's dumb and stuff, but a nice guy. Fair. He had us over for Easter's once. Look, why don't why don't we just agree we'll meet up at Arkham Independent Realty nine o'clock? Okay. Like at night or like like no, soon. AM, not PM. That's like six minutes from now. Well, then you better hurry. I feel like you're lying and you're not as close as you want me to think you are because you want me to be late and look bad. No, I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure Sam said that appointment was at nine o'clock. <laughs> Fine. I, I'll see you there, Roy. Don't. Bye. Don't get distracted by too many screen doors on the look, way. Look, you can't. You Screen doors are my art. And I'm going to hang up. That's a weird way to end a conversation. Let's switch back to Dan and Samantha. Hey, Dan, I got the uh, bagels and the coffee. Um, I received a, a pretty disturbing phone call just now. From who? Uh, from Caitlin. Hmm. She said she woke up this morning and Ryan was gone. And so she called around, talked to her parents. He picked up the kids and has not been home. He's out of the out of the city. He just up and left with the kids. No, no warning, no notes. No notes, not answering his phone, nothing. Huh. That's not a good idea. He's out on bail. If they find he skipped down, he's she, gone. she called the police already, so they know he's gone. She's she's worried about her kids. So she's going to be going down and talking to the police, and I just told her to give them any in- information they need, be truthful, and that after our appointment this morning, we'll swing by and see see her at home. If she's not there, we'll come to the police station and support her. Yeah. Maybe we should check in with her parents. See if, if okay. they noticed anything strange about Ryan. That's a good idea. Um, See if he was acting different. Speaking of strange phone calls, I just got done talking to Roy. Okay. Uh, that was no more strange than normal phone calls with Roy. Yes. You're mean. He said he had something weird happen to him this morning as well. He's going to meet us down at Arkham Independent Real Estate at 9, so we can all go over everything together. But have you been to a doctor recently? No. Okay, um, then can you explain this to me? And I'm going to pull the vial out of my pocket and hold it up in front of her. It's a vial? Yeah. Of blood? I got it from you when you were sleeping last night. I'm going to grab the prescription bottle (laughs) (laughs) and look at it and go, what the hell? It's a bottle of ketamine. Yeah, I can see that. Why why does it have my dad's name on it? No, no, it has your name on it. Uh, my name doesn't start with a C. 
It's C. Blaine. Look. Pull it back and look at the label again. Roll for pull back and look at label. It indeed says C. Blaine. No, no. I I looked at this this morning. It fell out of the the medicine cabinet in the room when I was when I was toweling off after my shower. Were you wearing your Google goggles? Yes. Maybe that's why you couldn't see. What have we talked about? But they're from the future. The future. Where did you get this? Why does it have my dad's name on it? I don't know. It literally fell out of the Madison cabinet this morning when I opened it after I was done showering. I was going to grab my toothbrush and that came tumbling out. This prescription was filled very recently. Yeah. Within the last couple days. At the pharmacy that's not too not far. Not to be named. I know. No, the pharmacy is just called the pharmacy. Right. Pharmax. <gasps> it's next to the tapas restaurant. <laughs> I know I didn't go and pick this up, and... I did go there, but I didn't get any prescriptions. And it doesn't even have, like, a, a, a doctor. I checked. There's no prescribing doctor. That's weird. It was written as a script for anyone because you, you it would have the name of the doctor on there, right. right? Something weird is happening. Is somebody trying to set us up? I mean, it might be... Uh... I think the pharmacist did it. It's that damn pharmacist in a lab coat. I'm, I'm not going to go down that road right now. I'm going to put the vial back in my pocket before we go throw it into a kid's playground let's split it evenly between our coffees we'll use it as creamer (laughs) i'm so tired first to pass out loses why don't we head back to the room enjoy our coffee and donuts and i will flush the contents of this vial down the toilet flush it flush them down straight into my flashlight you return to your room and uh enjoy your coffee and bagels and uh dan presumably flushes flushes the Contents of the bottle down the toilet. And what do you do with the bottle, Dan? Uh, I'm going to hold on to the bottle for now. Forever. He just has it in his hand. He's going to shoot it with a deadly laser. All right. Well, let's get let's get going. Um, I want to get there right right when they open. Okay. Uh, you packed up. We can head up front, check out, and uh, head on down. The road? Yeah. We'll go ahead and cut it there then. We'll say that Samantha and Dan uh, head back downstairs, get their car, and head towards Arkham Independent Realty. And Roy, I assume you do the same thing. Uh, hop into your car, kiss the wife goodbye, thank her for her lovely breakfast-making abilities and childbearing abilities. I'll do two of those three things. And then, and then head down, down. So uh, the three of you pull up almost simultaneously uh, in front of Arkham Independent Realty, uh, just as Samantha spies a hand creep into the side window and turn the closed sign to open. Oh my god, they play a disembodied hand. Then the hand creeps back out of frame. Hey guys. Hey Roy. Hey Roy. There's this idiot couple driving in front of me so slow. They had a car that looked just like yours. Oh, wow. What a coincidence. Hey, Dan follows the rules. The speed limit is 70. It's called a limit for a reason. Yeah. 15 miles an hour on the highway is breaking the law. Better safe than sorry. 79% of all automobile accidents happen in an automobile, okay? Stats. All right, guys. How, how are we going to approach this? I'm not good at lying. Oh, I am. But we need this information. Uh, and she obviously wasn't super forthcoming the last time no, you called her on the she phone. Was she was I'm pretty super abrasive. good at lying, guys. Are you, Roy? Um, you don't know that I hate you secretly. You know what? You have a point. Now we do. No, he said, he said I don't well, know it. That was a lie, too. Now you don't know what the truth is. Do you want to take over with this, Roy, and see if you can get the info from her? Flash your badge around. Turn on your charm. Flash your junk, your badge. I could try that, I guess. I mean... Which one? I mean, all, all of the above. I mean... All right. Here's my badge, my junk, and I'm nice. 
If the badge doesn't get her, the drunk sure will. Uh, it's got to look horrible after that many kids. That's not mine. Mine's not the junk that looks horrible. Since you're the one going to be flashing the badge, why don't you head in first? Okay. Okay, we'll be with you. Let's let's do this and, in spirit. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be here in the car. <laughs> we gotta walk single file line, guys. So we can hide our numbers. Yes. Just like the sand people. It's the exact reason why. And we head in. Okay, so you head in uh, more or less single file, but this time around, it sounds like Roy is in the front. Yep. So Roy walks in and is met by a elderly lady. Well, she's not really elderly. She's more like middle-aged, so she's probably 50s. Very thin, maybe a little overly tan, particularly for this neck of Arkham Woods. Uh, Maybe someone who spends her extra summer vacations in uh, Arizona or Florida. And she turns to uh, you guys, sizes up Roy immediately since he's in front. You can see that she's wearing like a, a pretty nice, maybe last year's fashion sundress outdated i see but her eyes are very cold and she looks you up and down yes may i help you hey toots balls us into your boss will you i'm sorry i mean you're the secretary right uh no did you have an appointment sir we did right i didn't make it but i'm sure one of them did and uh what name would that have made under her name's like jenny right ma'am ma'am maybe yeah it it, it was under samantha I, i had called you yesterday samantha Oh, yes. And she's ignoring Roy completely at this point. I I believe I told you to stop by, but I did not make an appointment for you. That is correct. I I am stopping by right now. This is FBI agent Roy Arroyo. This is in regards to the... Well, charmed, I'm sure. And she puts out her hand. It's all leathery. And I handcuff her and take her to jail. (laughs) Take her to jail. Now I kiss her hand and I'm like, yeah, you best be. Well, oh, F- FBI. Well, that's that's a, a different kind of tune. Uh, w- why don't you come in? Come in. Uh, would you like some coffee? It is early. I would love a cup of coffee. Well, please, please sit down. Uh, I'll be right with you. Thank she you. pops into a little kitchenette off to the side, and uh, you hear the rattling of teacups and so forth. I only drink Sunny D, guys. What do I do? Just fake it, Roy. Okay. Pick it up to your mouth like you're going to sip it, make the noise, and set it back down. Okay. She's not looking, pour it into that fake plant you're sitting next to. She'll never know. Not your crotch like last time. I'm only sitting next to it because I missed my seat. I was trying to sit in the fake plant. All right, so the three of you sit down, and a few moments later, she brings out uh, three cups of coffee. Uh, She's like, "Uh, would you like some cream, uh, sugar? How do you take it? I take it like I take my men, strong and black. Okay, well, here this is for you. Thank you. And you, sir? I'd like a half-calf decaf, no-foam latte. (laughs) I'm I'm good with black coffee, thank you. Okay, here you go. And, And you, sir? I take it where you dump the coffee out and replace it with Sunny D. Oh, would you would you like some orange juice? I do have fresh squeeze. Don't tell me if it's not Sunny D. I'll take it, but you better tell me it's Sunny D. It tastes like Sunny D, but it's much better. I don't want to know the truth. Just just a moment. I'll be right back. And she, she pops in there and you can hear something squishy. I like this one, guys. After five drinks later. And she comes out with a, a tall glass of uh, slightly warm orange looking Sunny D. Huh? Some pretty pulpy Sunny D, but I gotta say, it's interesting. And she seats across from you and appears to be, I don't know, maybe flushed slightly? And you can see now that she's not paying Samantha or Dan any attention and focusing primarily on Roy. So so how may I help the uh, FBI this morning? Uh, well, you see... Yes, yes. Here in the FBI... Mm-hmm. We do um, some work, and so I hear some very important work. Roy, ask her about the estate sale that was at two nine nine West Pickman Street. As I've been consulted to do, because as you see, I've been pretty busy 
um, with intense FBI work, so I haven't really had a lot of time for this yes, case, obviously. But um, some estate sale. It perhaps mm-hmm. could have been Elton John's or Prince's, where you got that outfit from. Yes, yes, an estate sale. Sure, we have those all the time. What? When was this? It was some time ago. Some, some time. Okay. It was on Pick. Pickman, West Pickman Street. Ooh, uh, that does not ring a bell. Are you sure? It was the Portman House? Oh, uh, ooh. No, no, that does not ring a bell. I'm sorry. 299 West Pickman Street? No, no, I'm... We weren't involved in anything like that. I slip her a nickel. Ooh. Does this help you remember? Hmm? Why do you want to know about the estate sale? Secret FBI stuff. Okay, well, I know I I can tell you plainly that we did not have an estate sale at uh, 299 West Pickman, was it? West Pickman Street, yes. No. Nope. Have you ever heard of the Portmans? Uh, yeah, the, I, that does ring a bell. Um, weren't they an older family in this neck of the woods? Yes, yes. Quite a long time ago? Have you done any dealings with them, real estate-wise? No, it doesn't doesn't ring a bell. I'm sorry. And you're the only real estate place around here, or is there more? Oh, no, I'm sure there's a couple other ones, uh, you know. Remax? Remax, yeah. There's Remax on the outskirts of town. Hashtag sponsors, Remax. They're, they're trying to move in, but I have the lock. Everybody knows me. All right, all right, all right. Now, this is going to sound weird, mm-hmm. but answer me truthfully. Sure, of course, absolutely. Officer. Were the Portman's rival real estate companies that you murdered? Uh, no, not to my knowledge. I'm glad that you answered me truthfully. Yeah. It says a lot about you. Thank you. Do you happen to know if there are any other uh, real estate offices around here who handle estate sales? Not really, no. I mean, Remax is the only other game in town, and they really prefer not to do that. They usually just, you know, barter it out to ship all that stuff off to auction someplace, uh, usually out of town. But um, I'm, I'm really the only one who does that. Were you looking for a particular item or? Well, we were looking, we found this book. We do quite a lot of books, actually. You should read it. It's really cool. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I- I'm sure it's passed through here. Maybe I've glanced at it. You would remember it. It's called My Life. My Life. No, that doesn't really ring a bell. Um, When, when was this? We don't know because it's not in the wiki. I'm sure it is, but... Oh, is it? There's no dates that I see. Pretty sure. Wait, wait, wait. Well, I mean, if it helps, I'm pretty sure there's a Billy Joel song based off of it for time period. Was it I'm Moving Out? No, it's Piano Man. (laughs) So approximately how long ago was this? Mid-18 or 19 or 1700s, one of those. Well, I wasn't alive then, so no, I would not have handled that estate sale. Is your grandparents around here? Approximately found one month ago. That, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we, yeah. The, yes, of course. Well, we did sell off a, a lot of books to bankrupt books. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, bankrupt books. That would have been a very helpful at the front end of the so conversation. You, but you didn't handle the estate sale that the book came from. Uh, yes, actually, I did. Oh, you did? You lied to us. And was that estate sale located on Pickman Street? No, not at all. Oh, so you had everything shipped to you? No, no, that was uh, direct from the estate. Uh, it was at 42 East Arkham. Uh, was it a, a girl named Emily Schumacher, perhaps? And at this point, I'm going to need Roy to make a education roll. Oh, we're screwed. Thank you, fellers, for that. He's so dumb he can't find the education roll button. Wow. You really are dumb. I needed a 60 and I got a 98. Yes, it, it was at uh, 42 East Arkham. Huh. Is that helpful at all? I guess it could be. You're pretty tan. There's not too many tan people in this town. No, no. I, I like to take uh, an occasional trip on down to uh, Sarasota. Have you been? <laughs> 
I've been everywhere that exists in this world. I like to drive down to Naples. It's a very nice little art community. It's quite nice. Um, I usually go by myself. That's cool. I meet interesting people along the way, and I have the occasional friend tag along. If you want some company. Sure. Do you you have a card? I um, just write my contact on her face. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. I won't wash it. Never again. Forever and ever. Cool. Well, is there anything else I can help you folks with? I do have an appointment coming up in just a couple minutes. Wow, I see. Uh, Were there any other books that uh, stood out for you from that uh, estate sale by chance? To be honest, none of those stood out to me. I'm not a book lover myself. I prefer the movies. There's no movie about my life, so how do you know what it's about then? Well, if there's nothing else, uh, I wish you all the luck. All of it? Thank you. (laughs) All the luck. Everybody make a luck roll. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. No problem. No problem. And she walks behind you and uh, and sees you out and then locks the office door behind her and uh, gets in her car and, and goes off to presumably meet somebody at a house. Cool. Okay, Samantha, since you're the brains for Dan, mm-hmm. I think we need to make ourselves a plan. Yeah, I think you're right. The other lead that we have... Yes, yes, Walpole. Walpole. Yes, yes. So I got an idea. Okay. So there's this screen door company in Walpole. Okay. And me and Bugsy's been trying to get up there for a while. Okay. I was just thinking maybe if you guys go to that 42 East Arkham, me and Bugsy could take our U-Haul up to Walpole. I mean, unless you guys would rather go with Bugsy. No, I think that's a great idea. What do you think, Dan? You want to take a U-Haul up to Walpole with Bugsy? We got it full of screen doors. And it's full of screen... Okay. Um, you know what? Yeah, sure. You you can take your screen door U-Haul. Cool, because it's, it's here. We were going to do it even if he said no. Like, he's been waiting outside. Bugsy pulls up in a U-Haul and honks the horn a couple times. Roy, will you do me a favor? Yeah? Get to the bottom of this when you go there, will you? I'll do my work. I mean, I, I could balance work with screen doors, and I hear they got a great tapas restaurant. We don't have tapas around here. No, they just opened one. We went there. Yeah, it's called the tapas restaurant. Yeah, they got tapas there. I've been to every place, and I'm pretty sure I've been to a place called the tapas restaurant, and there's no tapas there. I'm going to go up to Roy, and I'm going to look in his eyes, and I'm going to say, you be careful. You have a family to come back to and give him a hug. Thanks, Sam. Wow. Getting all the action this episode. You also be careful. We will. Just don't forget, you're going, you're looking for MCI Cedar Junction and you're looking for George Portman, okay? Not Port Georgeman like last no, time. No, George Portman at MCI Cedar Junction. Not the grill, not George <laughs> Foreman. I found him, guys, we solved the case. We can make burgers that are leaner than ever. <laughs> Hashtag sponsor us, George Foreman. I'll write it down in the car. So I don't forget. I thought you had a U-Haul. In the U- whatever. In the U-Haul. All right. Sounds good. Call if anything comes up. We'll do the same. Thanks. I'll do that. Break. All right. Roy bounds into the uh, passenger seat of the U-Haul, and he and Bugsy speed off to Walpole. Playing Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers full volume. What what song's playing? Well, like currently? Do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh, no, that's, they all sound the same. It's a trick question. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. All right, Samantha and Dan, you are left standing in front of Arkham Independent Realty. Well, Dan, before we head out, let me give uh, Caitlin a call and see how she's doing with the police, okay? Okay. I'm going to uh, quickly Google 42 East Arkham on my phone and see if anything uh, shows Dude, you up. can't Google yourself here. At least get in the car. Uh, you get directions to 42 East Arkham, and Samantha, you get uh, voicemail. 
Um, hey, Caitlin, it's, it's, it's Sam. I'm just calling to see how everything's going. Um, we're going to follow a lead that we found on the book, so if anything comes up, please give me a call right away or shoot me a text if that's easier, okay? Ask her for the address of her parents so we can go talk to them about it, too. And Oh, yeah. And could you could you give us the address to your parents? We're just going to swing by and um, and follow up to see if we can maybe find out where Ryan was going with the kids and, and, and help in that way, too. All right, I'll look for your text. Thank you. Click. Ready to go? I have uh, 42 East Arkham plugged into my phone. Let's head out. Why don't I drive? We'll get there quicker. Oh. Hey, you can cook. I can drive. Okay. Speed limit, Sam. Speed limit. I told you we'd get there quick. We already arrived to. Where we're going, there are no limits. All right, you arrive to 42 East Street, Arkham. And uh, you see this band there with uh, Bruce Springsteen. God damn it. Why won't you? Bruce, stop following me around. I already declined your marriage proposal once. Twice. Uh, it appears to be a tidy little 1940s era cape style two bedroom home. And there's a uh, for sale sign swinging in the breeze out front. And you can see it is uh, Phyllis Cagney's name and office number and a smiling image of the lady who you just met. Ah, Dan, give, give Phyllis a call. Tell her we'd like to see this house. Ooh, I like where you're going. Uh, I'm going to call up Arkham Independent Real Estate. Uh, it rings a couple times and then goes to voicemail. Uh, hey, Phyllis, this is Dan. Uh, we were in with the FBI agent earlier. Look, me and my fiance are, are looking at uh, getting a, a place together. And um, you know what? 42 East Street over here in Arkham seems like a, a really nice little starter home. So if you have the time to uh, come over and show us around the house, that'd, uh, that'd be great. It looks like something we'd be really interested in. Uh, you can call me back at this number just about any time. I'll, I'll, I'll be waiting. Thanks. Click. Well, I got voicemail. Uh, she probably in that appointment she was talking about earlier. Hopefully she can uh, get out here to show us. In the meantime, uh, I'm going to look around the neighborhood. And uh, does it look like it's like a super active neighborhood? Like, are there a lot of people around? Because I'm, I'm thinking of doing some snooping. Uh, why don't I keep a lookout? Okay. Right now it looks pretty clear. Okay. It's early in the, it's early in the morning, so everybody's probably off to work. It's a, it's a Monday. So yep, it's uh it's about nine thirty in the morning. So you should be yeah, okay. it's it it seems to be very sleepy, and the this is a nice a nicer neighborhood where maybe the houses aren't like crammed in together uh, since this is a nineteen forties uh, era, and so there there's a bit of space and uh, and property between the houses out here. Here, Dan, take my notebook and a pen with you. So if anybody asks, you're uh, you're I don't know looking termites or something. Okay, you're just inspecting okay. something. Who knows? You know. Holler, call or text or whatnot if you see anything. Okay, sounds good. A whistle like this. Okay, I'm going to uh, head up to the house. The, the house uh, has no curtains. Um, it hasn't been staged yet. It looks to be pretty well cleaned out. Very bare bones, so you can look in the windows. Um, you don't see much of anything of interest. Two-bedroom house is actually one story. Inside, it looks like wood floors, uh, but pretty small, maybe like for... One person, maybe two pe- people. Okay, I'm going to head back out front to Sam. Well, uh, looks like she went through and cleaned the place out pretty good. It's it's empty. Nothing interesting. Did you go in the backyard by chance? Yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, he peeked through windows and whatnot, but uh, that's I just assumed that's what he did. I, I think the only thing we can do then is wait until we get a call back and then come back out and look inside. Yeah. Um, unless you want to go see if we can get in in the back, maybe. 
kind of pressing our luck but yeah i think our best bet is just going to be to wait for that real estate lady to give us a return call phyllis you mean yeah that's it she gags gagney i'm bad with names i'm names with bad oh I'm runs with wolves. I haven't gotten a, t- a text yet, so why don't we head and um, and go to the police station and see if we can catch up with Caitlin. Okay. You know, something's been biting me. So- sorry about that. You're just so chewable. Do you remember that that blog that Roy found a while back for uh, Emily Schumacher? Oh, yeah, I remember that. She, The last person that, that had the book, her blog just kind of uh, stopped cold. And from what I could see from the pages, she was a regular, like this was her thing yeah and i'm just wondering what happened to her i mean we know this book does weird things to people so right including us that's why we need to get to the bottom of this i was gonna ask phyllis if this was if this was emily's house Hmm. because i mean you think about it as far as we know she was the last person to have the book before bankrupt books right true that's true so hmm. I think we need to do some digging into Emily Schumacher, see if we can't. Well, let's let's Google her real quick and see if we can find her address, maybe on white pages or something. Okay. I'm going to pull my phone out and, and see if I can't find any new information on one Emily Schumacher. Why don't you go ahead and give me a computer use role? Uh, okay, give me a second. I have to type that in. Skill that I have 5% in, so I have no faith in this. Yes! Oh, I needed a five and I roll a 79. No, there doesn't appear to be anything that's uh, out there in the public eye. I know Bugsy is out right now, but maybe whoever is there will be willing to to look her up for us. Yeah, go for it. I say go for it. I was going to check Facebook, but I don't think I can check Facebook because my battery on my phone is dead. Well, why don't you call somebody, see if they can look it up real quick for us, I guess. I can ring the front desk at the station. I don't know who's going to be there while Bugsy is out. No, probably somebody running it. Okay. No, uh, tell you no what, why don't you start driving and we'll do this on the road. Okay. Okay, so we're going to hop into the car and Sam's going to start driving us back into town towards the police station and I'm going to ring up the, the front desk. A certain detective answers the phone. I think you know who that detective might be. I think I do. Barfellow. Yeah, this is Barfellow. What's up? Um, Bugsy's not here right now. Would you like to leave a message? <laughs> Hey, Detective Barfellow, is it, um, yeah, I'm, I'm working with, uh, the FBI agent that's been around in town, Roy Arroyo. Oh, I yeah, know, I know all about Roy. I want to know if, if you wouldn't mind looking up a, a person for me real quick. This uh, kind of sure, important. I'll just pull it up here on Bugsy's computer. Oh, um, hang on, I gotta clear the web browser history. Screen door, <laughs> screen door, screen door, screen door. Girls with screen doors. <laughs> Meanwhile, screen doors Bugsy's wild. computer senses are tingling. <laughs> All right, what do you need? Do you have anything in there on a, a girl named Emily Schumacher? Emily Schumacher. How do you spell that? S-C-H-U-M-A-K-E-R. Schumacher. Hmm. All right, why don't you go ahead and give me a... Medicine roll. <laughs> Persuade. Okay. Yeah, sure I can't intimidate him into giving me the information because that might work better. Nope. You're a failure. I needed a 10 and I rolled an 80. Hey, why don't you give me the info, you dick? You know what? I just I can't find anything on this stupid computer. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't help you right now. Good luck to you, though. Click. Hey, Roy, you want to call the police station? Oh, Roy's not in the car, Dan. We talked about this, you psychotic freak. <laughs> no, we have our twin telepathy thing going on oh, right that's now. That's right. He knows exactly what I'm doing. Form of a you? bucket of water. <laughs> Meanwhile, I crashed the U-Haul because I feel his pain. <laughs> 
Just green doors littered across the highway. This is News 5 chopper on the scene over what appears to be a U-Haul that has tipped over and emptied its load of screen doors all over the freeway. Oh, the humanity. Oh, piss fuck fire, Leroy. Let's swing by and see if uh, if Caitlin's at the police station, see if she needs anything, okay? Okay. And then we'll then we'll put a plan together. Hopefully we'll get a call from uh, from Roy and see if he's had any luck. All right, so you pull up in front of the police station and go in. Now there appears to be a female police lady there. And she's like, can I help you? Dan, Dan, see if she'll look it up. Um, Use your boyish charms. I only have 15 in charm, though. That might not go any better than the 10 <laughs> I have in persuade. She's like, what is he talking about? Uh, yes, actually, there might be a couple of things you can help me with. Yeah. Uh, a friend of ours uh, came in this morning. Uh, okay. Caitlin oh, yes, Davies? Yes. yes, I do recall um, she was in. Uh, I believe she went off with the uh, some federal agents. Some federal agents. Yes. Um, okay. Do, do you know where they uh, went? Missing, missing child and uh, and husband. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I guess they're they're on the case now. Okay. Um, do you know where we could find her? We we told her we'd meet her here in case she needed anything. I am sorry. I would not know that. Are you family? We're we're family friends. We've we've known okay. each other for a long time. Okay. I knew Ryan way back. We go way back. So well, yeah, I, she I, called me this morning to say she was coming into the police station to. Uh, oh, she to was here earlier. Her. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll we'll, we'll call Roy Arroyo. He's an FBI agent working a case, and and we'll see if he can put us in touch with them. Okay. Great. Is there anything else you wanted to check with? Why we're here, Dan? Uh, yeah, this might sound a little odd, but we're working a case with uh, Agent Arroyo. Really? And yeah, I did say it would sound a little odd. Um, it does sound odd. I was wondering if, if there was anywhere, or if you could look up a person for me, if I, or if I could go digging in the files. I know Bugsy has let me... Oh, you know Bugsy? Past. Yeah, yeah, we're good friends. Oh, okay. Him and Roy are on a, a screen door-themed adventure, oh so I've been told. Oh, my God, again? Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah. I was thinking the same thing when they showed up with the U-Haul. Just out of nowhere, a giant U-Haul full of screen doors. once a month. This is crazy. Oh, my God, it's that often? I'm just glad Dan's not involved because his eyes got big when they when they mentioned they were going for screen doors. I don't know how you put up with it. Uh, well, I just learned to ignore it, and you know, oh, quite bet. frankly, uh, you know, Bugsy's kind of a butt of a joke around here. So, oh, really? That's too bad. Why aren't you running things then? I'm just a rookie. Got to start somewhere. Yeah, I'm like Heather Locklear and uh, T.J. Uh, Hooker. Jesus Christ! At least you're not Heather Locklear in in uh, James Bond, where she's a doctor or a scientist. But that's okay. <laughs> Christmas only comes once a year. Any? Anyway, I was uh, wondering if you might be able to pull up any information you have on a girl named Emily Schumacher. Ooh, that that name does sound familiar. What was that? The girl killed herself. <sighs> Did she live at 42 East Arkham? Does that yeah, ring a bell? I, actually, she did. Let me take a look. I might. I, I think that was in some of the papers. And let me see if I can pull up anything for you. Oh, thank you so much. We appreciate that. What was your name again? I'm Tina. Thank you, Tina. You can T-T-F-R. call me Officer Quillen. Quillen. Yeah. Quillen. Sorry, Officer Quillen. Tina Quillen sounds good to Chilling me. Like I guess. Quillen, huh? Quillen. And the headline to this is Arkham Teen Allegedly Drugged Then Raped. And Dan, why don't you go ahead and read that? Last Tuesday, police were summoned to a home on East Street on the report that a local girl had been drugged and raped. Arkham police are withholding the victim's name, though it is reported that she is a student at Arkham High School. According to statements, the girl was selling magazine subscriptions door-to-door in her neighborhood when the assault occurred. It is believed that the police have a description of the alleged assailant and are acting to move the case forward. After the alleged assault, the girl was released by her captor and wandered home, arriving there at approximately 8 p.m. Her family 
then called the police who are investigating. Wow. Then you are also given a second one. Suicide on E Street may be connected to assault. On Thursday, Arkham police visited 42 E Street with an arrest warrant for Emily Schumacher, 41, possibly in connection with the reported drugging and sexual assault of a neighborhood teenager just days before. Police found Schumacher dead of an apparent suicide at the house. According to Arkham Police Detective Jane Yaris, police had questioned Schoenmacher just days earlier in relation to the alleged sexual assault on an Arkham High School student selling magazine subscriptions door-to-door as part of a fundraising effort. Police returned to the Schumacher residence two days later with an arrest warrant. Receiving no response to ringing the bell and knocking at the door, police forcibly entered the home through the front door and searched the house. Schumacher, who lived alone, was found in the basement of the house. Officers found a significant quantity of so-called date rape, drug ketamine hydrochloride in the house. Detective Yaris states that they do not know how Schumacher, a former web designer for a Worcester-based advertising agency, may have come to possess quantities of the drug, but that Schumacher had no prior criminal record. Calls to Schumacher's place of employment have not been returned. Schumacher lived alone. East Street's residents are shaken by the events of the past week until Bruce Springsteen appeared on the scene with his band. Oh, no, that's not that. East Street residents are shaken by the events of the past week on their normally quiet street. Most declined comment, though one resident, 82-year-old Marta Graves, stated, Arkham's a strange place. Odd things happen here. It's always been this way ever since I was a girl. Maybe not on East Street until now, but still... It's Arkham. So we'll leave that with you guys. And we're going to pick up with Roy. What's up? Uh, you and Bugsy pull up to MCI, Cedar Junction Maximum Security Prison in South Walpole, Massachusetts. It is a large, cheerless, whitewashed concrete compound with nine observation towers, 20-foot perimeter walls, and five strands of barbed electrical wire on top. Well, Bugsy... I think yeah, this Roy? is the place. Yeah, what what are we doing here? Looking for George Portman, that's who. Oh, oh yeah, George Portman. That that name sounds really familiar. Not Portland. Oh, no, yeah, okay, Portman, got it. Nope, doesn't ring a bell. Okay, I knew it wouldn't. All right, so you guys go into the <laughs> lobby and the superintendent meets you. Yes, Agent Arroyo. How did you know my name? Oh, your name precedes you, sir. You've got a few people here who you've given free room and board to. Oh, yeah? How did you know what I look like? Oh, trust me. It's my business to know. That's creepy, but okay. What's up? You got George Portman in this place? Yes, George Portman. Are are you sure you've got the name right? Um, George or Stuart or George Portman. Uh, Did you want to ask him questions or anything? I'm going to question him and then maybe break his knees if he doesn't answer. Well, we we don't allow that here. But yes, uh, I will set up a room for you if you would like to interview him. Uh, It'll be just a few moments. I'm going to need a few things from you. I'm going to have to ask you to surrender any personal firearms, uh, any other weapons you may have on your person. Do you have cigarette lighters, keys, that sort of thing? Your soul. Uh, your soul. Le- leave them here with the uh, desk attendant, and uh, I'll go ahead and set up the uh, interview room. I surrender my pistol, my cane sword, my hidden switchblades, my strapped Bowie knife. However, I hide my boot derringer. Okay, let's go ahead. We're going to need a roll for that, aren't we? Yes. What kind of a roll? Uh, stealth roll? Stealth I think it should be right. a spot hidden roll. Actually, you know what it is? It's a sleight of hand. Sorry. Sleight of hand. That would be good, yeah. Yep. 
Well, here goes nothing. No, Ooh. I failed. That's a, I need yes. a 10. I got a 53. The desk sergeant is very practiced, and he immediately said, nods, just doesn't say anything, but looks you in the eye and nods towards your, your uh, hidden Derringer. So I give him my shoes, and I so move on. Derringer, he stands over his shoes. Uh, but Bugsy opts to remain uh, with the desk sergeant. You, you immediately hear him start to talk up the desk sergeant. Hey, have you, do you like screen doors? Do you like it when doors aren't you know solid and they got a little bit of airflow through them as you proceed down the hallway towards the interview room? That bugs me. The superintendent meets you at a door. You, you Basically, he ushers you through a number of security checkpoints and barriers that seem even to you a little on the uh, overdoing it side. And... Then he lets you into a concrete chamber that is bisected by a long counter and has a clear shatterproof plexiglass plating separating you from this gentleman on the other side. There are two telephones, one on each side to communicate. You see that there are two large baton-wielding correction officers uh, staying to either side of him. He's wearing a bright orange jumpsuit and some booties of the same color. And he's also shackled at the wrists and ankles uh, by a connecting length of stainless steel chain. He's very gaunt, uh, sort of haggard looking, and you can see haunted look in his eyes. He appears to be be in his early 40s, has uh, prematurely gray hair, which is straggly and uncombed. As you take your seat across from him, you see that his eyes are sort of darting to and fro. He reaches out and picks up the phone. And watches for you to do the same. First things first, Portman. You haven't picked up the phone yet. He can't hear I'm you. I'm not going to. I'm just going to yell at him through the glass. <laughs> he can't read my you. lips. He can't hear you. Read my lips, Portman. And then I'll pick up the phone. And he says, welcome, Agent Arroyo. I've been waiting a very long time. It's getting good. That like. book leaves a trail of ketamine yes, and rape. Ketamine-flavored rape. Doors. And suicide. And suicide, yeah. Well, that was the first woman that was affected that we know of by the book. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, because George Portman, we know, went crazy from the book, and he didn't commit suicide. Right. Ryan didn't try and commit suicide. Right. It turned George Portman into a world heavyweight champion. That's true. No, that's George Foreman. Oh, Oh, okay. And had George Portman make good grills then? Also George Foreman, Gabe. Yes, yes. And had him make... He was in the Culture Club then, right? Yep. <laughs> yes, that was, that was George that was Foreman. That was him. Excellent job, Gabe. Nice. Excellent job. Good job. And then he broke off from that and created Wham. You're just right. Me? Just me? Yeah, just, just you. Just you. the silence. All right, let's go ahead and launch into our recommendos for this week. Uh, let's start with Matt. I know, I know you've been writing me to say that I need to play more horror indie games. So just for you, Jeremy, I went out this week and I found a horror indie game Silent called Hill Bendy 2. and the Ink Machine. Ooh, yes. Creepy. You know the game, Ryan? I have been watching Petard play that game because he it scares the piss out of him and it's funny to watch him jump. 
So, Bendy in the Ink Machine, you play a guy named Henry, who, at the beckoning of your old friend and partner, Joey Drew, returns to the, the studio where you used to work with him making cartoons, because he says that he has something to show you. Well, I don't want to spoil much, but once you get there, things kind of go downhill pretty quickly. Very um, cool art style, too. Oh, yeah. It's, I, I love the aesthetic. It's like if you were to take one of the old like 1920s Disney cartoons and make it 3D, is mm. what the whole world looks like. It is really really well done art style it is beautiful in its own special way and is it uh first person yeah it's uh it's an episodic game you can get the first chapter of the game for free on steam uh the second chapter is currently out and it's six dollars the third chapter is confirmed to be in production at this time from the the team that makes it and it's only three guys who make it so it it takes a bit for them to to finish a chapter okay great well that sounds like fun and i'll look it up all right let's go to gabe next i'm gonna recommend uh it's an, my second john kavalik property because he's one of my favorite artists he's the guy that artist munchkin oh, yeah. uh it's called dork tower it's just really funny. It's just a bunch of like losers that basically just live in an apartment together and try and get through it. It's a web comic, but there are also collections which are just kind of nice to have. But you can get the whole thing for free at Dork Tower. Just Google it'll come up. They've been coming out for a long time, so you get some bad old pop culture references. So like they they have like parts where they're talking about like the XFL and they're singing Beck songs. You All right, watch Brian, it. go it's, ahead it's with yours. Awesome. Uh, mine is called Ajin Demi Human. It's an anime on Netflix. The second season got posted probably maybe two or three months ago. It's straight from Japan. It's a Netflix original. I'm going to quote quotation that because uh, obviously it's a Japan original. Basically, it's about a teenager that dies but doesn't die, and he finds out that he's an immortal, and, and they're called an Ajin. And there's a whole government conspiracy trying to stop the Ajin from taking over the planet. And he is trying to figure out who he is, where he stands in all of this, and what he's going to do about it. Very, very intriguing. You'd be up your alley, Jeremy, because it's uh, it's got some good gore, really good action, great dialogue, awesome character development. Really well done for, for an anime that Netflix is putting out. It's not Voltron. You know what I mean? Which is yeah. fantastic in its own, because nostalgia, but... It's it's really in-depth. When I got done with the first season uh, last year, I immediately Googled when is the next season coming, and I rarely do that with anime. So highly, highly recommended. Second season's obviously out now, so you can breeze through that. You can watch them all, about 24 minutes each. Nice. We'll check that out. All right, so my recommendo for this week is the Netflix exclusive also. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. This is a movie directed by Macon Blair, who starred in Blue Ruin and Green Room. And this particular movie stars Elijah Wood and Melanie Linsky, and also Jane Levy from the Evil Dead remake. And also Don't Breathe, she was in that. This is a very violent, very violent, but extremely funny tale of a woman whose house is broken into, and she's fed up with the world. She really is not happy with how people are basically assholes. And she, just like uh, God Bless America, I think that was the name of uh, the satire that came out a couple years ago from Bobcat Goldthwait, she doesn't take this shit anymore and essentially goes on a spree to correct the wrongs. And unfortunately, she gets involved with people who are way better than just assholes. She meets Elijah Wood, who is this sort of dweeby kind of karate slinging nunchuck he's so funny he's just he's like a, a kind of ineffectual comedic uh, sidekick but 
uh, he's also effective here and there. So it's it's a lot of fun. And it, it follows them as they attempt to reacquire her grandparents' silver, I think it is, or her parents' silver that was stolen. Uh, but it, it goes to some very dark places with some very over-the-top violence, which is actually not that terrible given the comedic aspects, but at face value, it's done very well and it's very gory. And it's it ends in a very nice sort of existential pondering of our place in the universe and how maybe in the end we we absolutely have to deal with assholes no matter what, and we just try to make the best of it by surrounding ourselves with people that we love. That was my takeaway. So I, I really recommend it. It's funny. It's horrifying and but fulfilling in the in the end too. So I've heard good things that someone mentioned that it's uh, the perfect role for him to shed the uh, the Lord of the Rings image. I think he's been doing that for quite some time. He has, he has, and he you said know? this is like the nail in the coffin to shut that out. Now he can do whatever he wants. He's he's very good. If, <laughs> I really if, liked him in Harry Potter though. No, no. Uh, I liked him and Sin City. Sin is great. Okay, uh, now we go into a segment called Letters from Beyond, and the, this is uh, letters and uh, emails. And and tweets that we've gotten from fans and i'm just going to read them essentially verbatim we'd like to thank pat coc rpg on itunes who gave us five stars and said quote my favorite podcast really a great example of the call of cthulhu rpg for those interested in learning more about it jeremy does a great job creating mysterious and suspenseful horror stories the rest of the guys are quite funny and make me laugh at least once an episode does a perfect job filling the coc rpg void since my group disbanded oh also like thank sorry. you yeah thanks, we shoot man. for the one laughing episode maximum here at <laughs> the lovecraft tapes That's right we like to be consistent just the one laugh. <laughs> Uh, thanks also to E.W. McElfresh on iTunes, who rated us five stars and proclaimed, While the general theme of the podcast is Lovecraftian in nature, the unedited, quick, and amazingly nonchalant quips made by every cast member create great tension breaks in grim scenes. Somewhere into the podcast, at the end of each episode, they start recommending things that have been used, played, consumed, viewed in their daily lives, and I have to admit have been pretty good from what I've tried so far. The guys do great mock commercials at the start of each episode, which makes me very surprised to hear that they're hashtag still not sponsored. <laughs> yes. all, all joking aside, really great GM work and really great investigative work. So, what do they you. mean, mock commercials? Right, these are <laughs> these all are, real. Oh yeah, I don't know what you mean, mock. These are absolutely legit. So, West Industries. <laughs> How about West Industries? So, we really appreciate that, and we we encourage our, all of so our much. listeners to send in whatever. And you know, we we really appreciate the five stars that obviously gets us up in the rankings in iTunes. Yep. And uh, you know, there are plenty of other uh, Call of Cthulhu podcasts out there. Uh, which we encourage you to look at and listen to because... And we listen to. They're great. Yeah, we listen to it. They're, yeah. they're great in their own right. So uh, we wouldn't be here if they hadn't laid the groundwork beforehand. So Absolutely. So we appreciate the, the encouragement, and we'll try our best to uh, keep up the quality. All right, well, that's it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes, just as I said a minute ago. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our social media, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our wiki. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if you are Emily Schumacher, find me on Twitter at The Real Weird Kid. You can find me at Brian Podcasts on Twitter. You can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. Until next time. 
Roll for sanity. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com.